alright, alright. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Onyx once again, going full nerd on a Sunday. Yes, a Sunday, 6 p.m. Twas the weekend before Christmas. Oh, yes. Well, let's go ahead. Let me fade this music out because we really need to get started. I got things I want to do. I'm not going to say things I need to do. But what's happening, everybody? I appreciate you joining in. Yes, I appreciate you joining in. And pretty much happy holidays. Yeah, anyway, this is not my I Put the Hoe in Holiday special. This is... My review of Watchmen Season 1 live for the Going Full Nerd Podcast. Now, let's go through the administrative stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Every time I start up these podcasts, we got to go through the administrative stuff. So, the key is, is if you're listening to the audio podcast, make sure you check it out on anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Ooh, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? In addition, if you'd like to join in live on the podcast, please make sure you check it out on the YouTube channel. Like I say, every 6 p.m. Sunday, Sundays, 6 p.m. on YouTube.com slash nerd. Follow the various Facebook groups, all that good stuff. But if you want a little bit of raw, uncensored, unbridled, that's it, unbridled onyx, then what you need to go ahead and do is you need to check me out on Twitter, and that's under the handle onyx, O-N-Y-X-X-X-1969, which you can see scrolling across the bottom of your screen, and as always, you can go to goingfullnerd.com for the latest in movies, television, comic books, and that cool nerdy stuff that you see all around your boy. Yes. So, now that I've gotten that out the way, we always start off with the top domestic box office weekend in the U.S. domestic type. So, coming in. At number one, and I think I messed up because I only pulled the top four. What the heck is going on here? All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. So let's talk about the top four, okay, domestic box office. It was no joke. It was it was no joke. It was it, it was no joke. We knew it was going to happen. Star Wars Episode Nine. Star Wars Episode Nine. The Rise of Skywalker. Let me say it again. The Rise of Skywalker came in. Okay? Came in. Number one, man. It pulled in 175500000 Tell me that is not crazy. Tell me that is not crazy. Tell me that is not off the chain. Now, where the heck? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me see something here. I got to find, yeah, I got to find my week, 
my week 51 box office here. Okay, hold on. So, Rise of Skywalker, I did go check out the movie. I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to give everybody a chance to peep it out. I'm going to give everybody a chance to take a look at it. But we're going to have that full discussion on next week's show. Next week, 6 p.m., we're going to go ahead back and forth. If you haven't seen the movie by Sunday next week, I'm sorry. I'm just going to clown you, and I'm going to spoil it for you. You you had Christmas and all that stuff. I don't care about your presents. I don't care that you had to go eat that dry tur- Christmas turkey with your family and open up that tie or that box of, you know, whatever you didn't want that you got, the socks or whatever. I don't care. I don't care what's going to happen is we're going to discuss it next week, Sunday. That's it. Done. Tell your friends. Tell your uncle, cousin, brothers, nephews, nieces, the the neighbor down the street. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker, live next week. Okay? We're going to do that. Coming in at number two, I dropped a review for this yesterday on YouTube and in the podcast. You can check it out. It's Jumanji The Next Level coming in at 26 million, roughly. Okay, coming in at number three, you know, I, you know, let it go. It's Frozen 2. We know Disney is owning the box office doing their thing. Frozen 2 pulled in 12.3 million. Now, this was a crazy movie. I'm not going to go see this movie. This movie's not going to happen. Not going to happen for your boy. Cats. I've seen the trailer. The trailer was creepy as hell. It was creepy. All them people in cat suits. No. No. Can't do it. And it is actually disappointing for the amount of money they spent on it. I don't think dressing Idris Elba in a cat suit is going to make people happy. So anyway, what ended up with that? Cats pulled $6.5 million. Anyway, coming in at number five, finishing off the top five, is that new movie, Knives Out. I keep hearing good things about it, but I'm still not interested. Still don't want to see it. And that pulled $6.1 million. That's your top five domestic box office for this week. Now, to, to address... To address the live chat. No, Fantastic Max. I have not seen Queen and Slim. And there's the thing. I, 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 Queen and Slim, for me, okay, for me, because I like my comic books, because I like my action, my sci-fi, Queen and Slim is a movie that I normally would not go see. If my wife says she wants to go see Queen and Slim, I'll go see it. But movies like that make me mad. Movies like that get me highly upset. Okay? That gets me to a point where I want to just ah! But anyway, Queen and Slim is definitely going to be an at-home watch for me. Because I can't can't watch Queen and Slim and then go out in public I got to sit at home. It's like movies like Rosewood. You know, I couldn't see Rosewood in the theater. I walk out the theater with a movie like Rosewood and I'd be like. You know, I get real, real, you know, skittish. I get, you know, just the angry black man look does not work for me. 
It doesn't. It really doesn't. I want to be like that kind, cuddly dude. Like, what, what's his name? Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. But let's talk a little bit. This was something a lot of people kept jumping into the live stream chat, leaving comments on the YouTube channel for a minute, for a while, ever since HBO started the Watchmen TV series. And the thing about it was, is I kind of said, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing. Everybody was throwing videos up on YouTube, giving their two cents, the oohs and ahs. But I knew, I knew in my mind, I had to watch that whole show before I could open my mouth. Now, like I said, you can read it in the description. I purposely, purposely, I like that word, purposely, my boss used that word at work, purposely, that word, that's a trigger word for a lot of people. But I purposely waited to review this series because of that buzz people, you know, were giving me. They were blowing up my timeline on Twitter, sending me messages on YouTube, sending me little back channel. Yo, when you going to talk about Watchmen, son? When you going to talk about Watchmen? And, you know, people were talking about how groundbreaking this was. Did I catch this hidden meaning? Did I see this? Did I see that? You know, I'm going to tell you, I, I saw Watchmen and I really, really liked it. I really did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw out there a going full nerd numerical review for Watchmen. I'm gonna tell you that now. I'm not gonna throw that out there. I am gonna say this show will be something that you have to interpret and see for yourself. But all BS aside, all BS aside, this series fleshes out the original comic book and just like max just like you're saying some movies are meant for the theater others are meant to see at home watchmen is a series that you will probably need to watch absorb and not talk to anybody for a few okay that's just how i feel now like i said this series it does flesh out the original comic book and i don't think the original writer alan moore Okay, who I can equate to a crazy old man in a mountain right now because I, I you know, I I see what he puts online, I see all these things and his friend you know, we don't like what DC comics did to us. Get over it, pal. Get over it. These are not your characters. I gotta put it out there. These are not Alan Moore's characters. He worked with these characters. Let me give you a little bit of history on the watchman. Warner Brothers spent some money and they bought an old defunct comic book company called Charlton Comics, okay, and absorbed it into its DC Detective Comics property. And so they had these characters, they had all these characters, characters like Captain Adam, Blue Beetle, Peacemaker, they had all these characters that they had to find a place for to use. Well, long story short, at first they were going to let Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, the creators of the original Watchmen comic, they were going to let them go ahead and use these characters and write them off completely. We'll never have to use them again. Life's good. Right, 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 wrong. 
DC was like, you know what? Maybe maybe we can use these comics. Maybe we can use these characters eventually. So this is what I need you to do. You need to like change the names to protect the innocent. You know, do your thing. Do what you do. So they wrote the Watchmen comic book. The Watchmen comic book was groundbreaking. It was out of control. Yes. Yes, Locus. There was a company called Charlton Comics back in the in the seventies, well, early eighties. I mean, I'm, I'm, I got, the, I got the, I got the platinum chin, and I'm still too young to worry about Charlton Charlton Comics. But anyway, let's continue on. Google it. <laughs> but anyway, yo, let me throw this out here. So, when I watch this. And I and I read the original Watchmen, and I love that's what the original Watchmen comic book is one of my favorite comic books. It's very well written. The art leaves a little something to be desired from a guy that likes a specific type of artwork. But the story was impe- compelling. It was awesome. It was good. It was bam, 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 straight. So now, okay. So now, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get into what everybody wants to talk to, my man. My man, Zack Snyder. Okay, Zack Snyder, you know, fresh off, I think he was, was he fresh off of 300? Doing Frank Miller's 300? Or was this before? I can't remember because those, you know, I saw the Watchmen movie. Okay, now the movie did not follow the comic book. It did not. It, it, it wasn't even close. There was a few things, elements that was there, and it was all cool. All right? But it was good, okay? And this is where I think Zack Snyder's mind got warped and says, I got to have a dark story. You see what I'm saying? Okay? The Zack Snyder Watchmen movie is very good. Do not take that away. But there are elements of the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie that just... The comic book was here. The source material was here. Zack Snyder's like, nah, don't like that. Nope. Nah, nah. Okay, so I'm not going to bash Zack Snyder because that's actually one of my favorite Zack Snyder films. I liked it, you know, along with 300. But anyway, let's continue on, all right? When I watched this show, it actually made me fall back, right? on my, you know, feelings about the Watchmen movie. And when I see how deep they made this series, I was like, whoa, they actually adapted a continuation of the comic book solidly. This was, this was, this was hot fire. And there were elements that they addressed in this series that Zack Snyder felt was too silly to add in the movies, okay? Too silly. And even though the show, the TV show on HBO, um, embraced this, what Zack Snyder deemed silly for the movie, they made it work. And that was tight. That is tight. So now, let's figure this out. Let's get to discussing elements of the TV show, okay, that made sense or didn't make sense to me 
once the season ended. Now, I'm going to throw this out here. This is, there will be spoilers for season one of Watchmen. I'm going to do my best to be as vague as possible, but there will be spoilers in this. No, it is not on Netflix. It is on HBO. Okay. You may be able to see it through Amazon Fire Sticks. I don't know. I've been watching it on HBO Home Box Office. Okay. Let's throw that out here. All right. So now let's go. Now the series starts off with a historical flashback. And this is the part that a lot of people looked at it and was like, well, wait a minute. This is this is getting deep. So basically what it did, it opened up with the Tulsa race riots of 1921. Now, this is the thing you got to understand about Watchmen. Watchmen takes place in an alternate timeline, an alternate history. Basically, the big defining point, the big defining point is the fact that the U.S. won the Vietnam War in this timeline, and there are other little things. But anyway, let's continue on. Okay, basically it took a real-life event where, and this is, I'm reading from an article, okay, where swarms of Caucasian Americans descended upon the population of Tulsa, Oklahoma, trashing businesses, killing hundreds of residents, and it has been called the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. Now, history is history. It is what it is. They say people lie, numbers lie, history repeats itself or whatever. Let's leave it at that. But let's continue on. Now, we get from this the powerful connection to the creation of heroes in the Watchmen universe. Okay? This is the key connector to the original comic book. Okay? To the TV show. And that is pretty damn awesome. Okay? Now, there's some there's some terminology they use inside the show. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, just to let you know, the show fast forwards to the future, to current, present day, and the president is Robert Redford. So that shows you uh, other little deviations in the Watchmen history. Richard Nixon did not resign. You know, he stayed president, reelected to a, sec a next term. It's crazy. It's crazy. If you could go to a Barnes and Noble or any type of bookstore, or maybe pop on Amazon. This is not an endorsement. Please go buy the Watchmen comic book and read it. It is guaranteed reading. So now. OK, there's a key little thing in here. They have things like reparations, which they call red forations based upon that historical event, and they try to make things right, and they try to pay the, the, the descendants of that riot that they depict in the beginning of the show. It's a whole long story. But anyway, let's continue on. Now, we got a star-studded cast. I'll, I'll throw out there. Now, some of you may know star-studded cast, Jeremy Irons. He plays a lot of good characters in shows. Now, in this, he actually plays... He actually plays one of the superheroes from the original Watchmen comic book. Goes by the name of Osmandius. Adrian Veidt. Velt. 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 Veidt. Whatever you want to say. 
So what makes it good? You see this, you see in the beginning, he's in this English manor's house. He's being tended to by these servants. And he seems a little off as compared to the character from the original comic book. The character from the original comic book was deemed the world's smartest man. Hmm. Yet this guy seems a little off. But now let's let's talk about this a little bit. The original comic book was set in the 1980s, okay, during the Cold War. So let's add some age. You know, hey, he should have some age and be a little, maybe a little off by now. But that's cool. All right. Now, they showed how strangely he was acting and treating these people and everything. But once the reveal was done in later episodes, it was like, wow, I wasn't shocked. But I was impressed on how they tied that in to the whole narrative. So I'm trying my best not to spoil this show for any of you. But you can sit back and see, like, wow, they really took the time to read the source material and try to figure out ways to tie it together and move forward, which is pretty cool. Now, you got another character, FBI agent Lori Blake. She is another, another connection. Okay, she's another connection to she's another connection to the to the original Watchmen comic, which is cool. Okay, now she was the second Silk Spectre. Okay, the second Silk Spectre, if you read the comic book, was a child that was born between two other superheroes, the original Silk Spectre and the comedian. So basically. She took elements from both of those characters and merged them into this persona. And this is the cool thing. This was the thing. So, you know, the way she acts in the show, which is pretty awesome, is she's a combination of her character, which they did a decent job of the character in the movie and in the book. But they also mixed her character, see what seems to be a little bit like the character of her her dad, the comedian, the character from the comic book, who was basically crazy, all right? He was a nut. He was, he was an FBI assassin, all this. So it's, it's a CIA assassin, if I remember the book right. But it, it, it kind of works out. And she's a little more hard-pressed, hard-earned. She's still holding on because in the comic book, she had a relationship with a character we're going to discuss, okay, who she's no longer have in a relationship with it's crazy okay a lot of twists a lot of turns but this is the cool part she's part of a group that hunts down vigilantes so as a vigilante which is pretty damn awesome okay which is a pretty damn awesome she used to be a vigilante now because of laws and all that she's hunting them down and one cool scene in the thing i gotta spoil this one she basically captures Batman. This is, I, I'm just putting it out there. That's why I wore the Batman hat. She basically captures Batman. Leave it as it is. You gotta watch the show. You gotta see it. The language, it's 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 off to chain, but it's pretty cool. Little design elements inside the show. They have a TV show that runs throughout the show that you kind of get glimpses of called American Hero. Okay. And it gives you some backstories, which is real damn cool, all right, which is awesome. They show you part of the origin of a main character, 
Oh, that's pretty cool. That's nice. Okay, that's nice. And it adds relationship elements between original characters from the book that helped create the Watchmen, Hooded Justice, and Captain Metropolis. Now, do I agree with that relationship they do? Two guys, intimate relationship, you leave it at that. Hey, to each his own. But I don't know if it was actually needed to be depicted as it was in the show. But I don't know if it was done for shock value or done just because to acknowledge it. But hey, it is what it is. And it, it, was, it, it, it really brought more light to how the superhero universe in this world was developed and the, just basically how jacked up they were and i was like wow wow now they also put parallels to like what we're used to and things like that the the end of the comic book had a very tragic specific event okay this comic book came out long before September 11th and the they had a tragic event happen in New York and this event on this happened November 2nd so they call it 11-2 and it was kind of something else because what it was is they dropped a giant squid <laughs> oh, on New York City but the thing about dropping a giant squid it wasn't that they dropped the giant squid and it squashed people they dropped the giant squid that had telepathic things this was all part of the original Watchmen story so don't it is what it is. But they played into it. This is the silly part that they deleted from the movie. Okay. This is the part they deemed too silly for the movie. Which is okay. Cool. I dig it. I dig it. But they integrated it in the show. And it is awesome. It is awesome. And the thing about it. It's one of those shows that... um. One of those shows, one of these shows, this show is basically, it's just so well written. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. But this is the thing. I'm not going to spoil everything. I'm going to put a couple of small notes, small things that I got to put out. First of all, even watching season one, there's so many unanswered questions. So many trails that could branch out from this show. And it was crazy. There's a character called Lady True. Okay. And part of it is she left a, what did they call it? She left the open end being that she cloned her mother and raised her mother as her daughter. Yo, it's confusing. It's confusing. I, I, I'll say that. But this is the thing. That character made it through the end of the first season. And there's a few things that may go into play into a second season regarding that character, especially if it goes like that. Now, in the beginning, there was also a part that was reminiscent of Superman. Okay, you had something come out of the sky and land in a field. They never, ever, ever revealed what that was and that was interesting to me because it never touched back on it but i know that's an open plot point that will be pretty 
darn good. So let's also continue on. Now, here's the thing. The, the titular character is Dr. Manhattan. This is a being that has power beyond belief, can do pretty much anything he wants, and he lives through all time. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to spoil it. I really don't. But being that he meets a certain fate, at the end of the movie. And there were elements left to say. How can someone. Who can recreate himself. From scratch. Be defeated or destroyed. If you remember energy. There's a little science. Energy cannot be created. Nor destroyed. It can only change form. Hmm. So. I like to bring this up. For those who have watched it. Take a look at the poster for the show. I'm going to show you something. And I'm going to bring it up on screen. And this is like the header that I did previously to the video. This is actually the poster from the show with the title character, uh, Sister Knight, Angela Abar, a.k.a. good old Regina King, who plays my favorite characters, Riley off of <laughs> cool Riley off of uh, boondocks. But anyway, let's continue on. If you notice, she had a blue hint to her skin. Is this a nod to the ending of the show? Is it? Hmm. It's a thought. It's something to think about. Is it a foreshadowing for the next season? We don't know. Could be. It is what it is. But yo, you know what? I'm not going to give it a numerical rating, but I will say Watchmen. And if it was, you know what? Oh, I should give it a numerical rating. I should. Watchmen season one, five out of five. How's that? How's that? Perfect. I hate giving perfect scores. Five out of five Watchmen perfect show for season one. Watch it. Find your way to get it. Let me go ahead and put it out here. I don't recommend a lot of stuff and say I just give an opinion one through five. This is a five all day. All day. Man, I can't wait for season two. They're going to make me wait for it. It is what it is. But anyway, y'all, let me go ahead and do this. Let me wish you a happy holiday. I think I'm going to go ahead and record. I put the Hoenn Holiday Special for you. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I don't know what I'm going to do for my 2019 year in review. Rewind. I think I will do that video also this week. But please, take a look. Make sure you join me next week when I talk about Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. And as always, if you can't say something nice to anybody, don't say anything at all, people. Say it, okay? Say it to me on Twitter, and I'll say it for you. So, what do I do at this point? I hit you with that funky outro music. I take a sip of my signature adult beverage. Mm. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here.
Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this video with your friends. Peace out, y'all, and I'm out of here.